ABP Alive Academic Bridge Programs Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the ABP Alive Weekly Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Phipps, the ABP Librarian, and this is episode number 18 of the ABP Alive Weekly Podcast here at the Academic Bridge in Doha, Qatar. I want to welcome you all to this episode. We have uh, many guests to uh, entertain you and uh, inform you. Ms. Jacqueline will be back to uh, give us some college counseling advice, recommendations. And we have a couple other guests that you would enjoy. Make sure that you listen up here. First couple announcements here, students. Uh, make sure that you are always uh, looking at the student landing page. We have created a, a web page called the student landing page for you to answer all of your questions that you may have about the ABP. So make sure that you, if you have any questions, check on the student landing page first, okay? I will be doing a video tutorial on that sometime in the next uh, couple of weeks, okay? Uh, we also are going to be having some uh, students participate in the podcast. And if you are interested, if you're a student and are interested in participating in the podcast, either technically doing some editing or something like that, or doing some interviews or a segment of your own, uh, we are accepting uh, offers or we're accepting students to take part in our podcast. We'll have a few students we met with uh, earlier this week. And they are going to be uh, coming up with some new segments for our podcast. So stay tuned for upcoming episodes of the podcast. Now this week, let's get right into our interviews with our first guest. You're listening to ABP Alive. Yes, we have our college counselor with us back again, Miss Jacqueline. Uh, been a long time since you have been here on the podcast. So uh, tell us what's new and what's going on in college counseling. Well, thanks. Glad to be back. Uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Students have been in a hurry to complete their college applications. Some did like they were supposed to and did it ahead of time and some waited till the last minute, but that's okay. <laughs> We are still working through that and teachers and I are putting together the school reports and letters of recommendations to follow up with those requests that we've had for students. But it's not over yet, still not over. We still have many more universities that are taking applications. One's in Education City, including Texas A&M, which the deadline is March 1st. We have Northwestern University, which is March 15th, and also Hamid bin Khalifa University, which is March 15th. There are well over 15 other universities across Qatar offering different majors and programs and of course across the world for students to still apply to uh, and they should be making their plans for plan B if their plan A doesn't work out. And as students are waiting during this time and, and thinking that you know they're kind of done with the process they're going to become anxious and they are going to want to know what's going to happen in the end. Am I going to get in? Am I not going to get in? So it's very important for students to remember that they have to keep moving forward, that they have to keep doing their best in their coursework because many colleges and universities, especially the ones in Education City, will be looking to students first term grades this spring. And also some will wait even to the end of the semester to make some final 
decisions for admissions. So your continued success is very important. But the other aspect of that is once you do hear in regard to your admissions decision, which should happen in the early part of April, that if it turns out not how you want it to be, that you're ready for your plan B, that you've got these other options going and that you don't give up. Doesn't mean you should uh, stop doing what you're doing or that the world is coming to an end. We all get disappointments. We all have times where we don't get what we want. And in the admissions game, a lot of people are not gonna get what they want because there's just not enough spaces for everybody who wants to go to the universities, especially the ones here in Education City. They're highly selective. Most of them only have incoming classes of around 100 students. Cornell only takes about 40. Virginia Commonwealth oh. University only takes uh, about 80. And the other ones are around 100 to 120. So wow, okay. it's not just us here at ABP who's applying. It's people in Qatar and all over the world. So you have to be thankful if you get in and if you don't, then we can talk about ways that you can prepare yourself to transfer in the future. So how many uh, university applications would you recommend uh, students apply for, like in case they don't get their first choice, second choice, like that? Well, I think that if you're limited to studying in Qatar, I think that you should, at a minimum, submit five applications because there are always opportunities for you at Qatar University, uh, if, if you speak Arabic. Uh, there are some English programs at Qatar University. You could consider Luceo University. They are also an Arabic speaking one and, and do offer an English, teaching English as a second language in English program. There are SUNY Adirondack and Arkansas State, which are American universities and can prepare students. You can take the first two year courses there and then try to transfer. Uh, the Community College of Qatar is good for Qatari students as well. And then we have a number of other uh, UK-based universities like Aberdeen and Northumbria, or even there are several new schools. There is uh, Pune, uh, M-I-E-S-S-P, a part of Pune University, which is an Indian university, and they're even mm -hmm. offering psychology, which is uh, not available anywhere else in Qatar. So there's a lot of different options, but I would say around five. Five applications, probably be a, a good minimum, correct? Correct, and if you're looking outside, uh, many students are applying to 10 or more. Well, okay, but they can do that with one application? It depends, or... it depends. Not always, if the schools are on the Common App, then they can utilize what they've already developed for some of the schools in Education City. If they're applying to the UK, they can apply to five schools in one application. UCAS or something? For using UCAS, right, application. Uh, so it all just depends. Okay. Anything else that we should uh, make our students aware of going on in the counseling office? Just stop by. If you have any other questions, you have any concerns, you need to hear a joke or get cheered up, come by. I can talk about my latest recipes or my adventures with my cats. <laughs> it's all good uh, because we need to keep moving forward. Uh, and we still have several more what, two, two or three more months to go in the semester. So that's very important to, to keep up and stay strong. All right, uh, students, don't delay anymore. This is the, uh, the big crunch time now for college applications and university entrances. And make sure you get your aisles taken care of. Any news on the aisles? 
No, if you haven't had the IELTS in a while, if it's been more than six months since you've taken it, I do encourage all students to retake it again. And the AVP encourages students to take it again so we can measure how well you've done and improved during this time. It's always a good way to do that to, to boost your enrollment opportunities as well. Okay, students, uh, make sure you get on this, stay on it. And if you have any problems, need any assistance, Miss Jacqueline is always available. What's the best way for someone to contact you, either email or what? Email, WhatsApp, stop by my office. All right, students. See Miss Jacqueline in the counselor's office. This is ABB Alive. All right, hello everyone. We have uh, special guests with us today. Uh, please tell us your name. Hi, uh, I'm Raba. I'm a new student in the ABP. This is my first semester. All right, welcome, Ruba. Uh, yes, Ruba came to me and she said she was interested in helping out with our podcast. So I wanted to do a quick interview with Ruba and find out a little bit about her and uh, welcome her to the ABP. So um, this is your first semester. And uh, what school did you go to before the ABP? I used to go to Edison International Academy before I joined the ABP. Oh, okay, Edison, and where that's here in uh, Qatar, correct? Yes. Okay, and how did you like Edison International School? I was actually in Edison in both middle school and high school. It was all right. Uh, I survived. I graduated. I'm finally done with it. It's part of my past, <laughs> but it's unforgettable. You were happy, happy to be finished, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's how most uh, students feel about high school. Yeah. And uh, what made you want to uh, participate in our podcast here at the ABP? I actually listened to this one podcast that uh, got me wanting and like to have my own podcast one day. It's about true crime, actually. It's a very heavy, sensitive topic, but it's very, very interesting. I just like talking about topics. Okay. I'm not really the type of to be talkative, but once I'm really interested in a topic, I really can't shut up about it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of me here. I'm generally kind of a quiet person, uh, but yet somehow, for some reason, I started a podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, that's good. I like true crime as well. Uh, that's one of my favorite genres of books and movies and things like that. So, so very well. And uh, so you were born here in Qatar? Um, actually, I wasn't. Uh, I was born in Morocco since my mom was back home in vacation, so she had me there. But I've always lived here, so did my parents. So yes, your your family is from uh, Morocco and uh, Egypt, I think you said. Yeah. And but they've been here in Qatar for since the early '90s or something. You said. Yeah, correct? since the '90s. Okay, so you grew up here your whole life, and uh, so nothing new for you then uh what is it like you like to do when you're not here at school well i like to catch up with assignments that abp has been giving me i like to listen to music i enjoy watching films uh, and if i had time uh, i like to catch up with friends ah yes uh, music films what what's your favorite uh, film genre so true crime as well or uh, I enjoy true crime, whether it's like in a podcast or in a movie. 
But uh, I like drama movies more. I like R&B and pop music. Oh, okay. That's very good. Well, so uh, Ruba has volunteered, and you may be seeing Ruba out in the hallway. And if you see her out in the hallway saying, hey, would you mind answering a few questions? Please don't uh, be shy. Please take a few minutes and, and uh, answer some of her questions for our podcast. So uh, be on the lookout for Ruba in the hallway and other interesting segments here on the podcast. Thank you so much, Ruba, for coming in and introducing yourself. Thank you for having me. This is ABP Alive, the weekly podcast of the Academic Bridge Program in Doha, Qatar. Hello and welcome to the ABPA. We have another uh, one of our faculty with us. Uh, please tell us your name and uh, what you're doing here at the Academic Bridge Program. Hello, everyone. Hello, Mr. Kevin. My name is Miguel Zambrano, and I teach in the computer faculty, the computer applications course. That's me. Yes, and... Uh... How long have you been here at the Academic Bridge Program? I started at uh, Qatar Foundation in 2017. Uh, my first position was working the same as the uh, computer applications faculty, but in the AOP program. But here at ABP, I joined basically in uh, 2019. So I've been here just a uh, a few years from that point on. Yeah, we were out at the uh, military base together, and that's that's where we started. Uh, some good times out there for sure. And that's Mr. Correct. Miguel is uh, very knowledgeable in computers, and he helped set us up with the uh, employee landing page here and the student landing page and built the uh, infrastructure on all that. And now Thank he kind of turned it over to me to run, but I don't really know what I'm doing. So anytime I have trouble, I <laughs> yeah. have to you're ask you. You're, yeah, you're, sure. you're, doing a good you're doing a good job. Don't worry. <laughs> doing a good job. Uh, can you share with us your path of how you ended up here in uh, Doha, Qatar? Well, I um, in 2017, when I uh, arrived here, I was working prior to that in uh, Thailand, I was working at the International School Bangkok, which is the one of the premier schools in Southeast Asia. I was working there as a technology learning coordinator and coach in the middle school, and uh, I did that for seven years. So I was uh, there in Thailand for a long time. This opportunity came up at a point when um, Things were changing. Uh, the uh, positions as technology coordinators were, were shifting a little bit. And I found this uh, chance of coming back to the classroom as a, as a computer's uh, teacher, which I had done before in the past. And uh, I thought it was a good uh, moment for me to, to do that. And so I was very lucky to have this opportunity come up and, and, and I took it. Yeah, and uh, that school in Bangkok, as you said, one of the top top uh, schools, not only in uh, Asia, but um, I think in the world as well, right? Yeah, it's a very prestigious school, yes. 
And where were you before then? Uh, were you teaching in Peru before that, or you had other worldly travels? Uh, before uh, Thailand, I was uh, I did my master's in instructional technology in the U.S. I went to uh, Lehigh University as a Fulbright scholar from uh, my country, so I was uh, I had to apply for the scholarship, uh, and uh, I was granted the opportunity to go and study in the U.S. my master's degree, and so it was there that I I started to know more about international schools and, and positions that were open in, in the field of uh, technology and education. So I, I, I took my, my chances there again and uh, I landed my job in, uh, in Thailand. So before that I was working in uh, Peru as the uh, head of the information technology department in the uh, what would be the high school of the uh, one of the prestigious schools in, in, in my country, which is a British school called Markham College. And so I was there for almost 12 years. So it's, it's been a while since I've uh, been working in the field of education. So I started basically in 1996 when things started to change uh, in, in, like I remember back then, 1996, like people were doing emails, people were talking about the internet back then but very very you know in a very simple term uh, not everybody had you know kind of like uh, access to all these different things that we see now but I was able to see and move from a school that uh, ventured it was one of the first schools in in South America that actually ventured into a laptop program and my school uh, Markham College was the first school in Peru that adopted laptops in education in schools. So I, I, I went through all that uh, laptop program rollout and, uh, and uh, implementation. And uh, since then, that's how things have turned out for many uh, schools. They've, they've gone one-to-one. Uh, -one, so all students now have computers. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking about some, something that happened in, back in the early 2000s. So it's been like 21 years now. 22 now, 22 years that I've been working in uh, a place that has had uh, laptops uh, given to students. So it's been a very interesting time for me. Well, so you were sort of uh, on the ground floor of the uh, technology in education uh, time, correct? Correct. Yeah. That's I've, the... seen it. I've seen it all happen. I've seen it all happen. <laughs> yeah. And back then, the uh, that's when the laptops were... Uh, Almost as big as a desktop computer nowadays, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they, they were really heavy. Big, big laptops were really huge and heavy. Yeah. And there was the concern back then, I'm talking about the year 2000, that uh, parents from the students were asking, like, uh, aren't these things too heavy? You, know, you, you would see kids from <laughs> primary six, uh, grade six students with their, with their backpack and their laptop inside. And... and you know, just walking like uh, like military soldiers, uh, but but it was it, it was it was fun. But it it sure was a moment of uh, a lot of learning because we we started looking at options like slider, uh, slightly smaller uh, and uh, lighter uh, laptops for students from that moment on, and so we we started to take into consideration the aspect of ergonomics as well. So yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been really nice, interesting. Yeah, back then you got your uh, physical workout carrying your laptop around and your 
your yeah. mental workout uh, yeah. working on the laptop right <laughs> all in one yeah 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 <laughs> uh, yeah and especially especially the fact that laptops were never cheap and so we had cases when students would break the laptops and the parents would be crazy pulling their hairs because they had to re either repair or uh, buy a new one. And so we're talking right. about lots of money there, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very expensive. And it's wonderful to see the uh, developments in technology and how the prices come down and the, mm -hmm. the prices have come down gone up and the size and, and, of the, everything. Yeah, and, and the uh, affordances of what uh, technology can give us now has changed a great deal now. So you can imagine back then that the concept of doing kind of like uh, what we're doing now, like a, a class, virtual class, uh, was not uh, easily available. You had to pay a lot of money for those kinds of applications. But now it's like, you know, available for free and everybody can access it. And it's, uh, you know, in, in terms of speed, it's, 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 you know, really good so people can communicate better. Yeah, I remember I got into education kind of late in my career and maybe 2001, I think, mm -hmm. 2000, 2001. And I was interviewing for a school that was halfway across the country in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I had to go to the university that I was going to, to do like a video uplink. And then uh, <laughs> that school <laughs> had just happened to have a video uplink as well. And there was this big process of trying to do a, a, a video Connect, call. Connecting with yeah. the modem. Remember the connection through the modem and you hear the sound. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those times. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I remember that boy. That's funny that you bring that up now. Now I think about that. I'm like, yeah, I remember that interview to get into education. And I did get that job, by the way. So that was good. Yeah, My was first good. job in education. Perfect. Uh, but we know that you are uh, more than just a uh, teacher and computer whiz. Uh, what are some of the things you like to do when you're not here at the ABP? I think one of the uh, things that I enjoy most is uh, photography. So I'm, I'm, I like to uh, take good pictures. Uh, at some point in my life, I, I bought you know nice camera you know so that i could take nice pictures and that's my passion every time every time i travel i am the one i'm the cameraman <laughs> nobody messes around with me so i i'm the one that says hey, stand here and you know just turn around this way and all that I, I love photography i think that's my that's one of my big hobbies oh that's great yeah i think uh when i retire that's one of the things i'm gonna try to get more into and Get a nice camera and all that other than just my cell phone you know <laughs> yeah. but cell phones have become really you know pretty advanced now so you can really take good pictures with cell phones you just have to know your camera and how, what what settings to use to get the right shot i think yeah there's i haven't i don't know anything about my settings or anything like that i know how to frame a shot okay but my settings yeah i don't know those <laughs> kinds okay all right, that's good. And uh, as a librarian, I always like to ask my guests uh, if they have a favorite author or any favorite books they've read in the past or, or genre or anything like that. You have any uh, favorite books or anything? Yeah, I I, um, I like uh, books about uh, adventure and mostly about uh, like prison escapes. <laughs> so well, I think one of the books that I read. Uh, quite a while ago now but uh, one, one of my best books that I read was Papillon 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 the French uh, this this story about the uh, this uh, 
you know, escape. And uh, it's a novel from Henry, I think, Charrier, Charrier. But it, it's a, it's a, it's an old book. It's from 1969. And uh, but I, I love those those kinds of books where people escape and they plan to do things and uh, have great adventures along the way, and they have to struggle to either uh, survive or you know just just make make it through the hassles and 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 obstacles that they face so that's the kind of book that i enjoy reading a lot uh yeah that is a, a great story I, I don't know if i saw the movie or and maybe I, maybe i even did read the book but mm -hmm. wasn't he on some uh, island prison in france and yes somehow developed a way to get up and it was a high island you know it was like cliffs to get to the ocean or something right mm -hmm. that's and correct jump off he created some inflatable raft somehow i don't know yes 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 and he got um, he, he 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 survived that even i mean yeah that's a great story yeah he was wrongly convicted for murder but uh he was sent sentenced to uh life and uh yeah it's, it's it's interesting take take if you have a chance read the book it's it's really wild yeah uh well Thank you so much for coming on today. Do you have any uh, words of wisdom for our students here at the ABP? Probably one that I, I, I think uh, is to don't don't take things for granted and take a first step. Communicate with your teachers. Ask questions. I think that's the most important thing I can recommend is just if you're in doubt, if you don't know how to do homework, how to do how to get uh, to the file that you heard the teacher talk about just open an email send a simple email and ask a very simple question in a in a in a way that uh, uh, allows you to uh, to continue with your learning you know you don't want to you don't want to have uh, this situation where you, you your, your brain does not have the uh, faculty to continue learning just because you refuse to open up that channel and so it it, it 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 is very kind of like uh easy to to do just ask a question that would be my first uh, and and most important thing that i would i would recommend to any student at abp ask your questions at any time that's right there's never a uh, bad question there are there's bad answers sometimes but uh, never a bad correct. question right so that that, the that, same is, <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. And teachers, uh, especially in my particular case, I, I, I love it when I <laughs> I see my email like popping up with uh, questions from students that come with uh, like photos and, you know, they send me screenshots because they're trying to make themselves uh, understood by the information that they give me. But I feel happy that uh, they're actually doing it. And, uh, and they feel happy when I give them uh, some uh, support for the so that they can find answers to their questions. Yes, always ask questions and always stay curious, I say. Uh, yes, always. <laughs> All right, Mr. Miguel, we appreciate you so much for uh, taking the time and talking with us today, and um, we'll see you down the road. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Goodbye, Mr. Kevin. Bye-bye. Who could that be? This is Mr. Maja speaking, and welcome back to Who Could That Be? Last week, I asked you to identify the member of faculty or staff who had various types of jobs, and what I was most impressed with was 
working as a disc jockey at a radio station. So let's hear who that person is. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Brian, director of the ABP, and I'm the mystery person of the week. That was a great honor. I'll tell you just a little bit very quickly about my background. Since the time I was uh, uh, probably four years old, I decided I wanted to be a doctor, a medical doctor. And uh, from that time on, I, I was going to, to do as much as I could to be, to be close to the medical profession uh, as I grew up when I was in high school. So I got a job working as an orderly, sort of like a male nurse, when I was 16 years old. Worked in the summer times and then also during the year as a part in the morning before my classes and uh, taking care of patients and things like that who were hospitalized. And I loved that and I did that for four years. When I graduated from high school and I went on to college, I would come back and work at the hospital during the summertime. But the second semester of college, I had an opportunity to move to Austin to change from Texas Tech University where I used to go to school uh, to the University of Texas at Austin because I had a job at the Capitol Building in, in Austin, Texas. And uh, the job was as an administrative assistant to a state representative in the House of Representatives. And I worked there for the entire time that I was in college until I graduated, loved it, worked with them on bills and, and lots of different things, taking care of people who lived back in our districts if they had concerns. That was a whole lot of fun too, because I've always been interested in politics. So. After that, I also went one summer and took a job as a construction worker. They were building a mall. I had never done anything like this, but, but I worked with laying the foundation for a large mall. And I didn't like that too much because it was sort of boring, but I took that job. Then one summer, I went back from college and I was back in my hometown and I had an offer to work as a disc jockey at a radio station there. So that was something different to add to my resume. So I read the news and also was able to play some good music in the evenings back in the 19, early 1980s. So you want to hear my voice for that, my radio voice? I used to say, you're listening to KSNY 1450 in Snyder. Information radio for Snyder in Scurry County. The time is 1030. Currently on the outside, partly cloudy skies. The wind is out of the south-southwest, 3 to 5 miles per hour. Barometric pressure is at 30.0. Forecast for Scurry County and vicinity. Then it went on and on like that. And then I'd play some music. So anyway, I've done a lot of different things. When I graduated from college, I started teaching. I started teaching third grade. Then I became an assistant principal at an elementary school. Then an assistant principal at a high school. And then as a principal. And then as a director. So my life has taken lots of turns, but I hope you enjoyed hearing about my interesting life, and I'll see you around the ABP. Wear your mask. Bye-bye. That is one very impressive career. This week's mystery person also has something very impressive to share with us. This member of faculty or staff has won a singing competition at a famous TV show, basically equivalent of The Idols. Now, who could that be? This is ABP Alive. 
All right, another episode of the ABP Alive Weekly Podcast is uh, comes to an end. We want to thank all of our guests for participating in this week's episode number 18 of the ABP Alive Weekly Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Phipps, the ABP Librarian. And as a librarian, students, I encourage you to read 10 pages of a good book every day. Set that goal of trying to read 10 pages every day of a good book. It will improve your English, your reading, your writing, your speaking, your listening ability so much. So try to set that goal every day. Some days you're going to hit it. Some days you might miss that goal. Some days you may exceed that goal. But every day, set the goal, 10 pages of a good book. And you can read anywhere, anytime in between class, anytime you're writing in the car, you're waiting at the doctor's office, any time of day. So easy to get those minutes in to uh, read your 10 pages. Okay, so set that goal every day. All right, again, thanks to all of our guests on this week's episode of the ABP Live Weekly Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Phipps, and we'll see you in the library. This was ABP Alive. Goodbye. <laughs>